This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Hello and welcome to Twiatch. We give you the weekly gaming news every week because that's how weekly works. And we tell you what's important uh, in gaming and other topics because we tend to ramble. Uh, we want you to um, you know, stay up to date in uh, video games because a lot of cool stuff happens. And some stuff flies under the radar if you're, you know, if you have a busy week, or if you just don't keep up to up to new, you know, up to date with things like uh, like we do. We allow you one place, a one-stop shop, anywhere and everywhere you want to get that news on YouTube, on Facebook, now on Facebook, uh, on Twitch. Uh, we have a podcast. We're everywhere that you want to be because we want to be with you. Let's start off with the backwards compatible and- games. Hmm. Yay, backwards compatible games. Yeah, uh, starting out because uh, the only one that was announced was uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Splinter Cell uh, Conviction, which so we, we know about the basic series, but um, Conviction was the one where where Sam Shepard had a religious conversion, right? And that kind of changed the gameplay. I'm gonna assume. I'm, I'm gonna say yes because I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. So in in Splinter Cell Conviction, I, I feel like they kind of run out of ideas to a certain extent. Uh-huh. And um, you know how you know how Sam Fisher always runs around with that that try thing for his for his uh, yeah. for his night vision. Yeah. Okay, well, <clears throat> he came to believe that he was able to survive so many highly unlikely missions in a row throughout the course of his career by the blessing of God, and he believes that those that those three lights represent the Trinity and their protection over him. And so that's that's why he's been able to to go through so many things. And so uh, before each mission in Splinter Cell Conviction, um, you actually have to to do uh, two separate mini games, where you're trying to to balance out the, the the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and you're also trying to you have to reach a point as as uh, as Fisher's like uh, his handler basically, and you're you're. You're needing to convince him that what he's doing is not only ethically right, but will advance the kingdom. So it's it's, it's a highly sacrilegious, highly fictional. I mean, it's it's doubly fictional because one, you know, Sam Fisher's not a real person, and number two, I just made that up on the spot because that's what we do with our backwards compatibility games. We we love we love the feature, but we didn't just want to say, hey, here's a thing. And so we enjoy making them up. So yeah. if you have ideas for what you think Splinter Cell Conviction could be, only if you haven't played it, put them yeah. in the comments down there. Yeah, it, if you played it, it doesn't count. You have to make it up because you don't exactly. know what it is. And uh, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy is God in this, right? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, he is. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I just had to add that, add that bit there. Um, we did get some other Tom Clancy stuff going on because Rainbow Six is free for a weekend again. Yay! Not the first that's, time. That's a series that this is this is like season season three. Like that game's been out for a while, and yeah. and it's 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 been really cool to watch it evolve and watch the community go. Um, they're still they're still in the top twenty of PS4 downloads uh, for this month. Um, you know, GTA is still up there like number four or something. But like Rainbow Six Siege is, is it's the little game that could, and I, I love to see it keep going. And and we've we've talked about on the show a bunch yeah how um how 
this is this is the way to get people into your game. Let people yeah. try it out, and if they like it, they'll stay. Exactly. And so, yeah, so this this ends tonight. So if you're watching live, you still have an opportunity. If not, follow us over on Twitter, and we'll, we'll let you know when all these things are going down. You should be following um, us on Twitter speaking anyways. Speaking of following, yeah. speaking of following uh, we hit a little bit of a milestone today, uh, partly because of us moving the show to, to Facebook. We've reached 100 Facebook followers, and so Yay. now we're, we're in triple digits on followers on all of the platforms except for Twitch. So, except for Twitch. you know, if Twitch? all of you went and followed us over on Twitch then we would have it but we, we could be winning twitch i have a love hate relationship with because the because twitch is a good platform Same. but if if you don't play 8 to 12 hours a day 5 days a week <laughs> then then it's like yeah. unless you're that uh, have some weird niche uh, or have boobs then you don't get the followers um, yeah. i i do like some interesting musicians and stuff have been playing have been using that like you know talk show ish kind of thing mm-hmm. um, so they change it to talk show as their as their category and they play uh, there's actually a couple which i need to look up the name there's a, uh, a couple as in a man woman married unit uh, mm-hmm. that play music together and they play uh, they play requests nice and i, th- I was um, like that's that's really cool there's a there's a guy and I, I forget his name but um, he he plays Overwatch and between um, between matches he takes requests for what kind of uh, uh, classic game music you want to be playing in the background while he does it. Okay. So that's like cool. I got uh, I got the the minecart music from Donkey Kong Country on at one point because <laughs> that is that is great like suspenseful Overwatch music and I I, I thought. I thought that was pretty fun. That's good stuff. Speaking of suspenseful, because we've been waiting in suspense for this game for, I want to say, 23 years. Kingdom Hearts uh, 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, So is going to have Pixar, which we knew already. Uh, going to have mm-hmm. Monsters, Inc. in it, and everyone's excited. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, the uh, release date's supposed to be announced at E3. Is that correct, or is it somewhere else? Uh, probably because everyone everyone's it's, it's, clamoring saying it's going to be announced uh, and they I, I thought they said E3 but either way Monsters Inc. is in uh, Kingdom Hearts which is great because I love Monsters Inc. Yeah. My, my favorite thing about this is getting to see uh, Donald Goofy and and uh, Mickey in, yeah. in various incarnations of, mm-hmm. of these particular IPs that's that's yeah. that's a really fun thing and that's probably my favorite bit about this yeah so uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about how long we've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, that was an ongoing, like, like grievance and joke uh, mm-hmm. that Adam Sessler did back when G4 existed. Yeah. Every now and then he would, he, would, uh, he would end shows saying, quit asking me about when Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out because I know it just as much as you know. <laughs> And if it's, it's yeah. it, it was an ongoing joke that that long ago. For Rest, those who don't remember, G four, yeah, I loved G four. I loved G four awesome. except that it got filled like halfway with cops, and I was okay with them doing Ninja Warrior, but cops just yeah. didn't seem to click. I didn't understand that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that other shows, like I would have put in some like eighties weird eighties sitcoms, like Small Wonder. And uh, stuff like that. that that people are like, that's really weird, and es- you know, like no one remembers that. But I think that'd right. be funny. Kind of like, kind of like what Twitch did with uh, with Bob Ross. Random shows like like yeah. Bob Ross, and then they did. My favorite was was when they did Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. I I, Rogers. I don't know how much of that stream I watched, but I got behind on all my podcasts, yep. all of the stuff that I was supposed to be listening to. So 
Do you it was, know it was pretty intense because, yes, I do. Okay. You know about uh, Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks announced for and and Tom Hanks I feel is is one of the one of the people that that I think could could bring the the. It's not even gravitas. I don't I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the it's purity. The, it's yeah, purity. Just the, yeah, the, it's the, that's the, the goodness that Mr. Yeah. Rogers brought into the world. Fred Rogers yeah. is, is is like for me, and this may be sacrilege to people, but I mean I literally like five minutes ago defamed my own religion, so I'm allowed to do this. Um, I, I put I put Mr. Rogers as far as like purity and goodness, like up there with like like the saints and, and Gandhi and like the Mother Teresa and those those who, who spent their entire lives reaching out to, to other people and trying to make the world a better place. And he, he was he was a pastor and so like there was he he did it because of what he believed. Yeah. And I, and I, he was I appreciate Yeah. Yeah, not a sniper, as the yeah. internet would have. Yeah, have you exactly. Believe. But and his, but the purity were not covered in like tattoos nope. and. But just the yeah. the honest. I don't think it's sacrilegious. I mean, like you you put you put Gandhi and and others in that category because they're people who, who just were that. I wouldn't put Mother Teresa in that category for for reasons I'll go into later. But uh, Gandhi, like, and a lot of others, like, they spent their lives trying to better. Uh, the world and better people through a specific avenue and his avenue was children because yeah. he's like this is the future and now we exactly. have generations of people who who look up to his principles that he taught them um, mm-hmm. and how not only principles in in like in how to act and how to treat other people and just everything um, it's it's amazing I think Tom Hanks is one of the few people who could pull it off I think it's a perfect choice for that uh, but you didn't come here for that you came here for gaming news <laughs> <laughs> it's true and we do have gaming news and speaking of things that are super super sampling is something that uh, that's being brought out with the the 5.50 release on yep. PlayStation it's firmware so release they don't do like Microsoft does with their monthly update and you know we're gonna give you something cool every month no, Sony doesn't do that. It's just every once in a while. Hey, here's some stuff we thought you'd like. Yeah. So Xbox definitely wins that. But when when PlayStation does release a new version, it's pretty cool. We got um, some good stuff too. We got yeah. a family management, which um, I mean, Nintendo uh, does with the the Switch as well. But uh, not only lets you set time, but it also little does a little warning saying, "Hey, you got five minutes left." Which is I which I really cool. like this. I plan to use it as, as a way to monitor how long I've been playing certain games because oh, not sure. every game has an in-game timer of, oh, hey, you've been playing this for for this long. And I would like to be able to know, uh, particularly for the roundup. You know, sometimes I'm like, I played, I don't know, it, it was probably about 20 minutes, felt like four hours yep. every yep. once in a while. It, and being able to, to do stuff like that. Um, we also had, as I mentioned, the super sampling, which allows people without a 4K TV but with a PlayStation 4 Pro yeah, to to get uh, better clarity, better resolution on um, on the games that they're that they're playing, and then the other fantastic thing, which is something you and I have been asking for for a long time, is um, is the the ability to to hide demos. Yeah, like if you if you played a demo and you're done with it. Oh, I can, I can get to, rid of demos and trials and and free beta weekends and stuff that I don't want to see. 
I don't need exactly. to see, don't want to see. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, it just declutters thing, it declutters it. And honestly, if you play like we do, then that's probably like 10 or 12 icons that are gone now. Uh, also, we have PlayStation Plus uh, tab on your on your library. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like that. It's a nice way to show, hey, here's your PlayStation Plus stuff that's that's going out, that's going on right now. Uh, it's another easy way to access that. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they also will sh- have a new icon. If your PlayStation Plus uh, subscription has lapsed, then you have a little mm-hmm. icon to show you, hey, you can't play this game that you love because you didn't pay. Yeah. So. It's rough. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> but yeah, we also got, uh, hold on, we talked about the hidden thing from purchased. Uh, quick menu tab, uh, being able to add, uh, change volume and everything. Okay, I'll be honest. Did PlayStation have a quick menu tab before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you hold the PlayStation button and then it pops up. Okay, had no idea. I usually just, get, I, I'm playing a game <laughs> and then when I'm done, I'm and then not I'm playing done. the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Or I'll, I'll toggle back to uh, to invite people to parties and stuff, but completely forgot that that was a thing. Uh, in addition to that, what else did we get? Uh, oh, you can delete notifications. Yeah, so that's good. And I, I like that. Um, and so so there's there's a bunch of quality of life stuff. Nothing groundbreaking, but it, it yeah. is a lot of stuff that we were we were looking for. And honestly, the the library cleanup is probably the biggest one for me because. Um, my library is, I'm, I'm not trying to brag. Yeah. My library is so big. Yep. You have no idea. Yeah, it's and huge. Like, yeah, no problems there. And and I, 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 I download demos because I love demos. I love sure. trying out games to, to find out because like that was that was why I bought Monster Hunter at launch because yeah. I played the demo, enjoyed the heck out of it. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a blast. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, yeah. That's why you need to have free demos, guys. Bring out the demos, devs. Um, speaking of devs, uh, unfortunately, there's some Capcom layoffs that are that are going on. Um, which are. I hate saying it, but out of out of the companies that that need layoffs, uh, this is one that uh, you know their track record has you know let's say caused some issues and. Um, I hate yeah. saying that and talking talking as cold as that is, but uh, it's it's unfortunate for people's jobs that there's going to be layoffs. But uh, Capcom's made some really bad choices, and their sales have shown for that. Uh, this is yeah. going to uh, reduce the scope of Dead Except Rising. Except for Monster Hunter World. Except for Monster Hunter World, it's like the one thing that they've done right. Um, They've they've just been yeah. having misstep ah. after misstep, and I'm convinced that Monster Hunter World they had to have had nothing to do with other than putting their name on it. Like, I, <laughs> I, there's no way, there's no way that all the good decisions in that game. Like, I don't know how that yeah. came from Capcom, unless it yeah. came from a subset yeah, of Capcom that no one of, no one's allowed to touch. There's a lot of weirdness that goes on in that game that is not not intuitive. It doesn't really line up with a lot of the stuff that Capcom does. Um, I, I have a bit of a, a, of a take on, on the idea of, of reducing scope, and I'm, I'm curious what you think about it. So um, the Dead Rising 1 yep. is entirely in a mall. And, and, like, and it's the best one. Night of the Living, yeah, and Night of the Living Dead is, is, is a very contained story. And yep. for me, Zombie type stuff is is best when it's a bit claustrophobic, and so for me, I see reducing the scope could be actually something similar to what they did with Resident Evil Seven because Resident Evil Seven, 
takes place almost entirely in a house. Yeah. And it it worked. It was it was the best Resident Evil we've seen in a while. And so for, for me, I mean, I don't know about for you, but yeah. the idea of reducing Dead Rising in scope is not necessarily bad news. The layoffs are unfortunate. Yeah. But the idea of, of bringing Dead Rising kind of back to where it was, I think that if that's the case, they promoted it or they announced it terribly. But but I see reduction in scope as not necessarily a bad thing. I, I agree. Um, Dead Rising 1, I, I absolutely loved. Dead Rising 2 was okay, and I played a little bit of Dead Rising 3, I think, like very little. And yeah. part of it is because... Uh, it's the same thing that happened with the Saints series. They took something that they did really well, and they and they were like, "Hey, why don't we throw all this stuff in there?" I'm like, uh, and they, I don't they, need it. They, they, put, they put a lot of humor into it. That's a lot of it works, and it's yeah. it's it's done well. But not every game needs to be that. In fact, very few games need to be that. I would agree. So yeah, and Some speaking games of things need that are not necessarily, you know negative even though they could be viewed that way um so we we, we had a, a bit of news as far as as far as uh nintendo canon and so um the the creator of mario odyssey said that that toad's what we had presumed to be toad's hat his, his little mushroom on his head um is is actually he said that's his head that's not his hat and so it a couple of things about that first off it it doesn't ruin continuity. It establishes that the Super Show is not canon because the picture that we're showing on the screen right now, I see that as a positive. I mean, it's like the, it's like the CDI games. Yeah, they like, don't exist. As far as Zelda canon, we don't we don't talk about them. And there was some really weird decisions by Nintendo at that time that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily line up. And like Luigi's wearing all kinds of weird colors, and it's the Super Show is is. They, they were being a lot less careful at that point. And I mean, obviously the movie, not so much canon because that destroys everything about canon. Um, but they also they also made a, a an announcement. They were saying, you know, that that the the way that uh, the way that that uh, Mario and, and Pauline and Peach and Bowser's relationship is is not something that needs to be necessarily of concern to us. So, um, and you know, I, I haven't confirmed this with you, but you can you argue with me on this if you want. But in my mind, that establishes for me that they have a some form of polyamorous relationship. And so, I applaud Nintendo for putting a version of polyamory into Nintendo canon. So, I don't. So, looking at this entire interview, as well, especially when they talk about uh, Mario's nipples versus his belly button and all those things. Right. What I've what I've come to learn about Nintendo, in regards to the Mario franchise, is they just make fun games and they're not concerned with the canon. They're not concerned with with overall continuity, and yeah. uh, that I, I don't I don't necessarily think that they're in a polyamorous relationship. But I will say, I do believe that Peach is knowingly or willingly kidnapped by Bowser. Uh, Absolutely, I don't think I, anyone's debating that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's debating it. Anyone who who is mature and understands, she just keeps getting kidnapped, and she doesn't fight it. She just goes, "Oh no, oh no!" And see, I think she, 
that's it. I think it's I think it's kind of like a game that they all play together because um, like I mean Bowser shows up for Mario's parties. He does. So well, I always I always viewed that as like he's like the really old friend that like like he does stuff that really like really irritates you and he says things that are not appropriate but like he you know you've known him for like <laughs> 20 years and you're just like I got to invite him to my birthday yeah. and you know and Peach is like really you're going to invite him yeah. after everything he's like buddies but he's my friend. See, I think that's I see I, I see that entire conversation in reverse, and that's talking about Mario. Peach oh. says, "Really, you're going to invite him?" That's true. Bowser, well, Bowser, Bowser, and Peach is. That's just me. Yeah, I think no, I think they're I think they're definitely a thing, um, and they should and they. I'm fine with that, but I do like that Mario that Nintendo is like this isn't something you should be concerned with because. Um, I don't think that they want people to worry about the relationships of these fictional characters because, one, I think Nintendo is trying to move away from the damsel in distress kind of thing from Peach, um, at least a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think that she does get thrown in there in regards to, like, she's kidnapped, but I, like I said, I view it as a, as a willing participant kind of thing. Like uh, in Odyssey, um, he kidnaps her because he wants to marry her, and mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think that she's unwilling in that. Um, first of all, uh, he's he's. So have nice. you have you seen the ending? I haven't. Okay, I I, I won't spoil it, but okay. um, I'll just say that the ending supports that idea. Okay. And those of you who have seen the ending. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Fantastic. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's really cool, and I, I feel that, I feel that Peach has a lot more. Um, <laughs> in, in the chat, we've got Natalie, uh, Eddie Izzard moment. Oh, I've been captured. I've been captured yeah, again. A <laughs> little, little bit of that. Um, but yeah, I think that Peach has more power in the relationship than she lets on, and and that's 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 how those relationships should work. Everybody yeah. should be autonomous. She can, she so. can have him stop whenever she wants. She just hasn't said a safe word. Exactly. So speaking of safe words, um, everybody did not disarm their nukes on the nope. PS4, or, or I'm sorry, the PC version of Metal Gear Solid Five. but the cutscene unlocked for everybody, and Konami has no idea why. Uh, there, was, there, was a weird, there was a weird setup where, um, where if, you, if, if a, a person uh, got all the way up to the top tier and they were able to do nukes, they have the option to disable their own nukes. Yep. And there was a, a cutscene that would only trigger if everybody in the game, like connected to the servers, did that, uh, yeah. which was never going to happen. I don't know why that's there. The only way that this was ever going to be discovered was via data mining. Yep. But they which found is it. how we got it. Uh, so, how we got it a couple of years ago, actually. Like exactly. they data mined it and got this, um, the video. But it didn't unlock. It can't unlock on your on your uh, on your console or your PC. This was data mined, and now it's now it's available uh, on PC. But the the whole idea was, I mean, they put it in there because they thought, okay, well maybe everyone will get together as a community and disarm. But the problem is, you're always going to have the a couple outliers who don't want to disarm. Yeah. Uh, who don't want to disarm their their nukes because that is the ultimate way to protect yourself in the game and the multiplayer aspect of the game. I never I didn't play that yeah. much of the multiplayer aspect of it though. Um, I know some people liked it, but 
I don't know. Wasn't my thing. I loved the game. Yeah. There's 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 not a whole lot of news there. It's just a a really weird quirk that happened as a result of of some kind of some kind of thing that activated and and verified that Konami has no idea what they're doing still. So speaking of things I don't know what they're out. doing. I don't know what I'm doing when I play Overwatch. <laughs> that is that is accurate because for a second I thought you were going to say that Blizzard didn't know what they were doing with Overwatch, and I was about to fight you through a camera. Oh, oh no, Blizzard knows. I I know some. Of, I know basically what I'm supposed to do, uh, but the nuances. I mean, playing Overwatch online for me is like playing Call of Duty with your brothers. I am I am dragging the team down, <laughs> but I'm I'm yep. having fun, and every now and then I get to do some really good things. And uh, yeah, so Overwatch is uh, lunar lunar uh, New Year, so it's the year of the dog uh, is going on. Uh, we got a new map and all kinds yeah, of stuff that you can probably tell. Specifically, a capture the flag map, um, which like I'm really, really excited about because I, I really enjoyed capture the flag when it was out. And yeah. so now there's a, a specific map for capture the flag, and capture the flag is, is a permanent part of the rotation. And that's really good. exciting for me because I'm not I'm not great at the actual like shooting killing but i can i can run around and and swoop up a flag um they also changed it so that um number one the 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 you don't have to stand on the flag to capture it you can just run over and grab it which is is a huge a huge benefit because um basically before that everybody just had a bastion that just sat there and just kind of looked at the flag waited for you to pick it up and then and you died and that's that's just how it went yeah. And so I, I really like that that's not a thing anymore. And then the second thing that they did is they said nobody likes ties, but particularly on capture the flag match, like if you if you fight to a to a draw in in like a in like a, a progression or uh, carry the payload or you know whatever, that's one thing. But as far as capture the flag, you don't want to have a draw. And so after time expires, they'll move it to a sudden death, and they actually move the flags closer to each other. <laughs> which is awesome that's that that, cool. that is the way that should be done and that makes me really happy and more likely to play the game so and you know jeff kaplan because yeah. that dude's awesome well and another game like i enjoyed playing um was the surge and we're gonna get a sequel which i'm happy yeah. about uh, so the surge is the futuristic uh souls-like game uh that, that came out uh last year which I, I thought was pretty good. It's just in my my rotation of games, I didn't... Uh, you know, I'll probably go back and play it because I, I enjoyed it, but um, I didn't pick it up because of my backlog of games. This is probably going to be in my backlog, though. I'm happy that Surge 2 is coming out, though, because I feel like this is a situation where they can improve on what they did with the first game uh, mm-hmm. and give us a, an even better product because it's not a... It's not a perfect game. Um, I think it has some some really great upsides. I think a lot of the game design, uh, in regards to the level design, is very much like Dark Souls or, or um, uh, Demon Souls, and I really appreciate that in regards to the to the level design, in regards to uh, unlocking paths. Um, where uh, you unlock shortcuts, but they're not apparent to you until you've unlocked them. Um, yeah. The the grinding that isn't really that is kind of grinding, but kind of not grinding. It's it's fantastic, and I'm really glad they're getting a sequel to this. I'm 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 also glad that, that this is the 
the game from them that got a sequel because uh, we we didn't really like Lords of the Fallen that much. But this this is a different kind of thing. And so if we get, did they did they say when this was coming out? Uh, I didn't. I, I think didn't this see. Is supposed to be a 2019, right? Yeah, they said. I think this is 2019. Um, okay. Which, so which, between yeah. between getting Code Vein this year hopefully, and then getting this next year. I, I like the idea of having a Souls type of game, because, I mean, this year we got Neo, yep. and... Last year. I love Souls games. Yeah. I honestly don't need more than one a year, because that tends to, like, just take up my take up my backlog and just, just climb to the top of my backlog and stand there and be like... You gotta play me now. You gotta be because there, yeah. that's 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 just how that's just how I view those games. Yeah. And I, but, I uh, like the But yeah, I, I, I will mm-hmm. Good. I see I see it as highly likely that the surge will will come to uh, PS plus or Xbox games with gold before this comes out. And yeah. it, it it was already on it was already on gold, wasn't it? Um, was that how you played it, or was it a demo? I, don't, I believe I played it on beta. I'll have to double check. Because if I had that in gold, I'll be very happy. Um, because I, it's something okay. I enjoy. I believe I want to say Lords of the Fallen was on gold, but I want to say Surge I played as a beta. I'm pretty sure I okay. played it as a beta because it kept yeah because it kept ending on a certain um, certain boss. Okay, there you go. Um, but Lords of the but Fallen yeah, then- to me. To me, Lords of the Fallen was too. It was like it was trying to combine Dark Souls with Skyrim, and it yeah. didn't quite click. It's and the surge is different enough. Yeah. yeah, surge is different enough I, that it works. And 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 I like I like the ability because once you once you change the setting, it, it becomes something different. Because like you said, Lords of the Fallen was extremely similar to Souls in 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 setting, and so you've got you've got that sci-fi version. Um, with Code Vein, you've got this uh, ninja magic, you know, you know, vampire. You've got you've got something else going on for it, and and that's that's something that I can appreciate. Neo was was a great example. You know, you had you had the samurai, and you had the the historical setting ish, and that worked. And and I think that I think that uh, the the particulars about the way that that uh, that From Software handles. The, the fantasy, the magical fantasy setting mm-hmm. um, really yep. works well for that series. And so for me, they've got that on lockdown. But if you want to, if you want to explore another, another genre or not another genre, but another uh, setting, another style, go for it. And this, this seems to be something very much, very much in that code vein. Uh, so, yeah, we do have one last bit of news for you. Um, this is, I, I, I tend to put rumors down toward the bottom, um, and the the rumor that uh, Eurogamer has said that they have confirmed. I haven't seen it on any other sites, but um, Eurogamer said that they confirmed it through multiple sites, and then other other uh, other sources or other sites picked it up and then ran with it. Is they said that um, that Bandai Namco is is taking care of the next version of of Metroid Metroid Prime Four and. That's that's really interesting to me. We already knew that Retro wasn't working on this, and so Bandai is like at least they didn't give it to Capcom or something. Like Bandai Namco has, I mean Bandai Namco is the ones who publishes the Souls games, and good on them. You know they they come up with with that kind of stuff, and it's it's. I think that they will allow um, the studios to to really explore that side, and they don't they don't try to. Look, I love I love Ubisoft. But their games do tend to 
conform to a very specific formula and some of their games most of their games can feel very samey yeah um i'm hoping at e3 this year we find out that you know they're they're bringing back ubr or something because i you let me buy those games again because because valiant hearts and and child of light were absolutely magnificent games and i would love to play more of of, of that style that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and yeah so go ahead I was just gonna say I'm I'm still waiting for uh, for some Metroid on the Switch because uh, I want some 2D Metroid yep. on the Switch. They put out Samus Returns last year, which is why I put that on there uh, for the video source. Um, yeah, I it came out on 3DS, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm playing on my Switch, and we, we, I, I have my. What's come up? with us. Yeah, come with us. I mean, so uh, when it comes to handhelds, I mean, it's a handheld. I bring it, you know, I bring it with me. I have a certain I'm not going to bring my 3DS and my Switch. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, put it on the Switch. Give me some Metroid on the Switch. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. Um, 3DS needs to die. And we've t- we've talked about it before. <laughs> 3DS is over. Yeah. Uh, 3 it, it's it's over. Let's let's make the Switch the Switch over to switch get everyone over over to that platform they've you've made and you've sold a ton of them you'll sell more if you make sure that you say hey we're now going to move all of our properties you know all of our uh upcoming games are going to come out on switch they're not going to come out on 3ds um yeah. and you know or you know put them out on both if you want to put out something um honestly something like a 2d metroid is going to be fine on both you can do yeah. that on 3ds and give it to me on switch give it to me as a digital download well, come on well i mean originally uh uh metroid returns was something that was that was on a single screen yeah and so i i, I honestly i haven't played it yet so i don't know the the functionality of the second screen but i mean Hell, if you wanna if you wanna just turn it vertical and let me see two screens that way and make it where you can only play with the Joy Cons assert. Okay, fine, whatever. Just just put it on the Switch. But this is this is something that Nintendo historically is is very, very slow and reluctant to move entirely into a single. They don't like to put all of their their eggs into a single uh, console. But having managed to marry uh, console and handheld successfully when nobody else had been able yeah. to do that. I think that it is it is it is time for them to to embrace that embrace that success and i think that they'll they're moving slowly in that direction yeah i, I think so i think so and every everyone else is moving in that direction too i now have a console that i can bring around with me that is both a home console and a and a handheld and i and the I'm going I'm looking forward to a time when I don't have to buy Nintendo properties on two different consoles to say, well, the, this Zelda game's here and this Zelda game is here, and I have to have both, because I I, I just want I just want one yeah. console to bring around with me. I don't need multiple handhelds. I have my phone. I have my Switch. That's all I need. Anyways, let us know in the comments so, uh, yeah. what you think about that. Let us know if you think that uh, Nintendo is going to kill off the 3DS by the end of the year, because I think that's what they're doing. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect. Thanks for watching This Week in Our Collective Heads. Uh, subscribe over here and click the bell. And that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up because we put up a lot, of, a lot of gameplay, a lot of stories from games and stuff like that. And gameplay is down here. Yeah, and you got more editorials and new stuff down here. Check it out.